sweet friends. Welcome to Radiant Love, where we combine Psalm 34 verse 5 and 1 Corinthians 13 to love this world fiercely and change the next generation. It's Lisa with the Be Sweet family, and I am so glad you're here. Today's topic is one that I think is particularly important for us to embrace the truth about and teach the next generation this truth as well. It's also one that is incredibly personal. Before I begin, I want to tell you a little story. So one Saturday a month, I lead um, a girls' Bible study. So we have the young girls in the morning, and then we have the teens in the afternoon. And so the books that we're using, I use the same book series for both groups, just based on age. And so we use Lies Young Girls Believe and The Truth That Sets Them Free. And the older girls use Lies Young Women Believe and The Truth That Sets Them Free. both great books. If you're looking for a book to go through with your daughter, then I highly recommend this series. So as I was looking through the books and I was preparing for the first meeting, I can't remember if I was actually praying about it or if I was just thinking about it, kind of wondering um, what lie I may have believed throughout my life. And so there was one lie that came to mind like really quickly. The lie that I have believed was that somehow people who were not always on a diet or always watching their weight were less than. So when I was a kid, my moms and my grandma and everybody around me, they were always on diets. That was back in the low fat where everything was fat free. There was especially one influential adult in my life that judged and often talked behind her friends' backs about them gaining a few pounds here or there, or just simply being overweight. And if you could see me, I was actually air quoting overweight because I hate that word. I think that is the dumbest word. Overweight. Like what weight, right? Who who decided what the scale should say? Maybe before science caught up and we could check healthy nutrition levels in our blood, the scale actually mattered. But that concept has been outdated for decades. You know, the concept where this one number on the one scale is what matters. Technology has passed that. We have so much better information out there. Absolutely, we should strive to be healthy and to take care of our bodies. We need to be able to move so we can serve. But no one is less than because they carry a little bit or a lot more weight. That is nobody's business. Growing up, what I saw modeled was that we were supposed to judge people based on their appearance. I had to recognize that was a lie. And that was something that was so unfair and incredibly wrong, and I had to genuinely ask for forgiveness. There were actually times when I would sincerely pray for God to take my side away so I didn't have to live with the struggle anymore. I prayed a lot over this. And as usual, God was faithful. Without blinding me, he did in fact free me from that lie that I had lived with for decades. Now I did struggle with this lie for all of my life. My God has slowly unraveled it and he has slowly peeled away the pieces and and helped me overcome this. And because of this, I have worked really hard to present good nutrition and healthy habits to my kids instead of a number on a scale. 
For the last few years, God has, as I said, been slowly unraveling this and breaking this chain. A couple years ago, I was in a Bible study, and the, I think it was a Beth Moore study, um, it was either breaking free or believing God. Anyway, we talked about Genesis 3 verse 19, and it really stood out to me. So here's what this says. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. I love that verse. We were taken from the dust, and to dust we shall return. These bodies need to last as long as we live, but that's it. As long as we breathe. That's it. This body is for earth only. We need to take care of it so it lasts for the years that we're alive. Think of it this way. So it's like if you lived in the same house for your entire life. How would you treat that house? What about if you had the same car from the day you were born until the day that you died? Till the day you took your last breath, it was this one car. How would you treat it? I feel like I would be pretty gentle with that car. I'd like to think I'd take it pretty seriously, the care of that car. That, you know, if the check engine light came on, or if it was riding a little rough, that I would find the best mechanic around, because I got this one car. I've got this one car, and that's it. So I would find the best mechanic I could, and I would help, like, I would want that mechanic to fix it if something went wrong, to help me out, like, I would seek advice to find out how to make this car last longer. However... That is not how I treat my body, and it has a way more important job than a car. Have you ever thought of it that way? Yeah. Anyway, have you ever noticed that we tend to deal with life through the treatment of our bodies? Like we're kind of reactive. So when our minds need to reset, we tend to think eating something is going to fix it. Or when we really need to process something, we tend to turn to something that'll make our bodies feel different. I mean, you can insert anything you want into those scenarios. We all have different things we turn to. Some of the most common examples are food, alcohol, drugs, exercise, sex, and sleep. My two big ones tend to be food and sleep, which is a terrible combination. But I guess we really don't get to choose what our bodies crave when our heart is hurting. The thing that stands out to me the most about that verse that I referenced, the Genesis 3.19, is that if we are living each day thinking about eternity and being focused on the mission of inviting people into God's eternal kingdom, this body needs to function efficiently, but it doesn't get to come into perfection with us. doesn't get to come with us into perfection. And when I say that, I mean it doesn't go to eternity with us. Like it ends here. This body will return to dust, which other than the job it does on this earth makes it way less important than my heart that's going to last through eternity. So I found that having kids has made this subject even more important. I know other people are judging their appearance. 
and that so hurts my heart. However, I never, ever, ever in a million years want them to think this has anything to do with them. The body judgment that we have on this earth has everything to do with the people doing the judging. And I'm going to say that again because I think you need to hear that again. The body judgment that we have on this earth has everything to do with the person doing the judging. Our bodies are simply a genetic costume designed to efficiently work for the time we're living on this earth. Please tell me why we allow so much money and mental energy to be spent on how it looks. Any thoughts? Like I think that's as messed up as the way that we're loving on people. I think this world has taught us some pretty messed up things. Anyway, isn't our heart the most important piece of who we are? Our bodies tell a story of where we've been, but our hearts tell who we are. We have no control over the basic look of our body. Like, look at your body right now. Did you choose how tall you were? No. Did you choose how big your feet were? No. Did you get to choose the shape of your face? That's another no. Now, of course, our bodies change based on the way we treat them, based on the type of food we eat or the type of activities we participate in. Yes, they do change. But the basic structure of our bodies, we don't control. That is this beautiful genetic costume that God gave us. It's a story of generations past. It's this really cool combination of DNA that God put together to make a new unique human with new unique DNA. This body that God created is incredibly amazing. Why do we treat them like they're this hunk of flesh that is simply there to be aesthetically pleasing for all those who gaze upon it? Stop and think about that. Why? When God created you, he took DNA, unique DNA from two separate people. He combined it and he made you with your unique DNA. You have a heart that tells who you are today. And hopefully you're learning and changing and growing and all of that with your heart, right? Like you're changing all the time. But that body you carry around, that tells a story of where you've been and where you came from. It's just genetics. Now what you do with that body, I mean, that's up to you, right? Like, you have to take care of it. You have to make sure that it's going to work while you're here because God has plans. He's got things that he prepared in advance for us to do. So we need to make sure we're taking care of this body. But it is not a hunk of flesh intended for people to gaze upon and decide if it's pretty or not. That's just a lie that the world has told us for a lot of years. So right now, we are Xing out that lie. It's no longer, right? Mm-mm. That's not what this body is. It's got a function. 
and then it ends. My body, my body is a temple for the Holy Spirit to reside. And yours is too. So 1 Corinthians 6 verses 19 to 20 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. That's the ESV version, if I didn't already say that. What if instead of looking at bodies as an aesthetically pleasing piece of flesh, we saw it as a home for someone's heart and got to know their heart? How beautiful would that type of world be? I definitely believe this is a piece that holds us back from showing 1 Corinthians 13 love to ourselves and to others. I have a challenge for you today. It's kind of two parts. I want you to look in the mirror. And the first thing I want you to do is I want you to imagine Jesus looking back at you. Do you think he cares about your muffin top? Do you think he cares about your chicken legs? Or the shape of your face? Your double chin, maybe? I don't know. I don't have chicken legs. I was just guessing. (laughs) Anyway, I got them thick thighs. (laughs) I earned those genetically. (laughs) Anyway, he doesn't. Like, he so doesn't care. He loves you. He sees your heart. That's what he sees, and that's what he cares about. So first, that's the first thing you're doing. You're looking in the mirror, and you're going to imagine Jesus looking back at you. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to think about your genetic story. I want you to look at that costume that you're wearing that houses your heart and the Holy Spirit. I just want you to stop for just a minute. I want you to think about what, like who you see. So I look a lot like my dad's side of the family. And so there are a lot of times I look in the mirror and I see my grandma, who's actually passed away many years ago. And I was pretty young when she passed away, but... I see her cooking in the kitchen. I see her just radiating this beautiful love, serving. She loved the Lord, and it showed. And then I also, I also imagine my um, my aunts getting together and baking or making candy for the holidays and just really enjoying each other. So another piece, it's kind of funny. I have a lot of the same mannerisms as my sister, which both of our husbands find pretty funny because we don't see each other very often. It's like we really don't see each other very often and we don't look alike. But there are a lot of things that we do, faces that we make or little quirks that we have that are very similar. And so there are a lot of times I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my goodness, I just saw my sister. (laughs) So like I said, it's not from spending so much time together. It's just this crazy genetic thing. So I want you to look in the mirror and I want you to imagine your genetic stories. The stories that come with that costume that you're wearing. Right? So I do want to be sensitive here and I want... There's a piece that came to mind as I was writing this and as I was thinking about this for you guys. And I know that if you're adopted, um, this, this might be a tough topic. And I don't know the answer. I have plans to, I know a lot of, I have friends that are adopted. I have friends with adopted children. Um, Some are domestic adoptions, some are international adoptions. And so I I do, my plan is to research this and to talk to them um, 
and learn a little bit more about if they have struggled at all about fitting in with their adopted family in light of the fact that they that their body and their look isn't the same as the family that they live with. So I want you to know I I see that and I know that could be something um, that you struggle with. And I am learning and I want to teach that piece as well because I want us all to understand that. It's easy for me to say, you know, it's your genetic costume. But I understand that you have another layer that goes with that. I also want you to know that God didn't make any mistakes. I also want you to know that God still took DNA from those people and he created your beautiful, unique DNA. You have a heart. You have a heart that tells the world who you are. And I pray, like when I finish this, I absolutely... I'm going to take a little bit of time and pray for you because I pray for peace. I pray for peace that when you look in the mirror, you see the beautiful, amazing, unique person that God created on purpose. That your body also isn't one that is just this piece of flesh to be aesthetically pleasing for all the world to see and decide if it fits their view of pretty or, you know, their perfect shape or whatever. Mm -mm. Remember, we dispelled that lie. That one's gone. Okay? Your body has a purpose, and God has created works in advance for you to do. So with that, I'm going to stop there because I've gone way too long yet again. Anyway, I hope you stuck with me till the end because I... I am so thankful for you guys. Um, not sure what we're going to talk about next week, but I'll be back next week. Um, thank you so much yet again. Don't forget, you can always catch us at the Be Sweet, the Be Sweet Family on Facebook, Be Sweet Family on Instagram, or be-sweet.com. That's where our blog is. If you'd prefer to read this, or if you have friends that you think would want to read this instead of listen to the podcast. Anyway, if you found value, please share this with your friends and leave us a five-star review. Um, If you ever have any questions or um, show topics, then please message us and let us know. I would love to hear from you. So anyway, having said that, cutting it off here. I could talk for another hour, but I'm not gonna. Um, Again, thank you for joining me today. And until next time.